everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Tuesday, March 29th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. Who are you? I'm Clayton. And I'm Pat. Nice. Oh my God. We're all thrown off because we are in the middle, boots on the ground, reporting live from Hollywood, California, where showbiz happens, where box office was born. So, you know, things may sound a little different. Obviously, some people may be a little slower on the draw because of the laid back California lifestyle, but we are the BO boys and we are ready to report for duty. Yes, absolutely. Uh, It's been a hectic uh, weekend for us, as you probably would have guessed, because of the Lost City, which Mm -hmm. we're going to get into, and the Oscars. So let's get into it with a plow here, Pat. And I'm going to say, let's just do a top five plow. Sure. Number one, the Lost City, $30.4 million. Number two, the Batman, $20.4 $20.4 million, down 44%, lost 335 theaters. It's at $331.9 million in its fourth weekend. Number three, RRR, Rise, Roar, Revolt, made $9.5 million in only 1,200 theaters. It is a newbie. Number four, Uncharted, made $5 million, down 36%. It lost 284 theaters. It's at $133.5 million in its sixth frame. And number five, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, made $4.5 million, down 75%, added 132 theaters. It's at $27.7 million in its second weekend. So that's your top five. Right outside of it, we got X, which dropped 48% to make $2.2 million added to 55 theaters. It's at 8.2 in its second weekend. So a good hold. 48 is good for a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, most movies drop big going from their first to their second weekend. And horror movies drop exceptionally large. So a drop that's under 50% for X means that people are saying nice things about this movie. We Maybe saw not this. Great things, yes. We saw this movie at the Grove, mm-hmm. and for and for those of you who aren't in the know, the Grove is one of LA's hot spots. It's where the who's who and the who's has been and the who's will be converge to go to Barnes and Noble and to go to movies and Cheesecake Factory. Yes, yes. So you uh, you liked it a lot. I liked it fine. Yeah, I liked. I think it is a movie that has enough stuff in it to get people to recommend it. The people who are inclined to like this, the people who, as the new flesh say, participate in the hashtag horror lifestyle, they're going to like enough about X. It gives you what you want. X is going to give it to you. And I think that's really the most important thing for a horror movie. They don't have to be great. They don't have to be masterpieces. They just have to give you the horror lifestyle elements in a strong enough degree that you'll say... You got to check this out, bro. And we're not critics, obviously. Yeah, yeah. we're not critics, obviously. But like you said, it gives the horror fans what they want. And speaking of giving you what you want. Yes, let's just get into it. Another movie we saw together, opening night at The Grove. Two nights in a row at The Grove. You know, it's, again, it's the place you got to be seen, so why not be seen there twice? And this is Paramount Pictures' home field, it feels like. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. the Lost City opening here at The Grove. It's so close to Paramount Studios' lot. This movie made 30. Yes. Which is what I said it would do. Yes, yes. So I was on the higher end. With Austin, our wannabe old boy, intrepid reporter from afar, we both went, he went with 32, and then I just, I piggybacked it, because mm-hmm. I said, that sounds great. We went 32, did you, I thought you went higher, I thought you went higher than us, you went, went exactly 30, 30. okay, 30. so it went 30.4, was 30. that 30.4, over the weekend, it looked like it was going to go 31, I mean, 30.4, it's, it's like, it's I mean, th- this being in the 30s is great, if yes. it would have been 29, that is great, right? But it's still, well, you want to see that three, because, yes, because this is a, a big opening. This is akin to the proposal opening, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which made 34 million dollars. Wow, and so close. The 
big story here is that women came out for this yes. film. Yes. The the women who came out to see Dog, yep. who came out to see Uncharted, yep. they were creeping back to the theaters and now they're full-blown theater goers again. Yes. And this movie The Dog like, trained them. Yeah. We were we were boots on the ground, sitting there at the Grove. Mm-hmm. I was looking at couples loving this movie. Mm-hmm. I was looking at Two women coming out and hanging out as friends. Okay. Loving this movie. Yes. yes. And again, we're not critics. We're no. not here to to thumbs up, thumbs down, tomato, rotten, fresh. We're not doing that. Right, right. For us, our expectations from this trailer were met by this movie. Yes. And it's a rarity nowadays that that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is just a fun romp. It was not too raunchy. It was... Funny enough, mm-hmm. there was enough adventure and romance. Mm-hmm. This movie, a I good think, villain, a good villain. Yes, yep. I think this movie is going to have legs. Yes, yes, and we'll know how to use them. Yes, yes, it it is definitely even more so than X, a movie where audiences are going to come out recommending it to their friends, going back a second time. That crowd loved it. I think we should touch on, because we are boots on the ground here in Hollywood, here in the Grove, the epicenter of box office, that that crowd that night, like you said, seemed to be also a little bit of like a Paramount home team crowd. There were definitely claps for trailers of other Paramount releases, such as Top Gun Maverick. Sonic 2. Yep. Sonic 2 got a big one. So Wanna Be Oh Boy Danny, who has picked on his uh, on his podcast, I Scream, You Scream, comma, four, number four, the movies. He has picked Top Gun Maverick as one of his most anticipated movies of the year. I think it was his number one. And the trailer we saw here in LA, here in the epicenter, in the Grove, people were loving that trailer. So I think Danny's onto something with Top Gun Maverick. Absolutely. But yeah, it was a, it was a home team Paramount crowd, but... Most of the crowd was just non-industry folks. It was your Ham and Eggers here in, in Hollywood. Yeah. And they were loving this movie. I yeah. mean, there is, it's not a spoiler to give away because he's in the trailer. Brad Pitt plays a part in this movie. And just, the movie was going fine up to that point. He kicks it into another gear that it stays at for the rest of the movie. I think the Brad Pitt element of this movie will be such a talking point and such a big value add and such a big reason for recommendations that brad pitt sequence is the type of thing where people are going to see the lost city and say you gotta see it you can't miss the brad pitt stuff yeah you can't do it and of course i mean let's talk about sandy oh yeah still as powerful as ever Mm -hmm. still looks great yes still knows exactly the beats to hit yep why people love her yep uh, there, she's very in touch with what the audience expects from her mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she delivers. Yeah. Same thing, Channing. He's just on such a roll. He's so, in this film, he's funny. He plays a little dumb, mm-hmm. but he plays really sweet yep. and heroic. And it's everything you want from Channing Tatum. Yes. This gives you the Channing Tatum that you, I think I wanted in Dog. Okay. That I didn't receive. Okay. And I think this is just a great two-hander. It's just two big stars in a fun, big budget, but not crazy budget. Right, right, right. We've talked to Scott Mendelson, a legendary box office analyst for Forbes. He's talked about how Paramount has been very smart about their budgets and The Lost City was always budgeted as a movie that you know, if it hit close to 100 domestic and made some money overseas, it was going to be highly profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, this $30 million opening weekend is so fantastic. It's so uh, 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 it, 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 it's so interesting to see that the proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds opened up to $34 million. And that was probably, what, 2010, 2012 in that area? Something around there. And here we are this many years later, a decade later, and she's basically, Sandy Bullock is opening in that same range. You Mm -hmm. put her with a, uh, uh, you know, a good solid co-lead and she's still bringing you in a $30 million plus opening weekend. You know, she hasn't lost a beat. No, not at all. 
I'm just trying to find the percentages here for ladies. Okay. Because we know the ladies came out. The ladies came... I mean, this was such a... Uh, uh, just three missile aimed at the ladies target in that you had Sandra Bullock, who's just one of the most liked stars by everyone. Channing Tatum, who's... You know, listen, he's a beefcake. He's a... He's Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. And I think Magic Mike is the type of movie that people and especially women have been watching over and over again on cable and on DVD and on Blu-ray over the years. You know, it's like Goodfellas for guys or the Shawshank Redemption for guys. You know, ladies are watching and re-watching Magic Mike. And I think that's why Channing Tatum is able to take that little a uh, little, little side journey that he took these last few years where he's learning from master directors doing cameos and he never went away because the ladies never stopped rewatching those two Magic Mike movies. Yes. You know, he was always primed for jumping right back in as a box office star because, hey, I just watched Magic Mike last week and Tatum is great. So 61% female mm-hmm. overall with... Over 35s repping close to half of the crowd. Wow. So women have been going back, younger people just in general. Right. It's the over 35 yep. women that have, have been cautious. And surprise, surprise, you give them product and they come. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Marry mm-hmm. Me was was ostensibly for them. But they're, I mean, that that's not – sorry. Owen Wilson and J-Lo are not Sandy Bullock. And Channing Tatum. Yes. And Owen Wilson especially is not Channing Tatum. And Brad Pitt. And Sarah Silverman is not Brad Pitt. Right? So like when we're talking about the three people, biggest names in movies, that's the thing. And no offense to any of those people that are in Marry Me. But still, it's like this, if this would have failed, if we would have seen like Death on the Nile open to 12.8 and Marry Me to Mm 7.9. If this movie opens to 12.8, we're in a lot of trouble. Yes, yes, yes. If Lost City opened in the teens with Sandy Bullock, Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum, and these reviews, which are all very strong, then we're looking at a situation in which it is comic book movies only, some horror movies, but there's no room for old-fashioned, non-IP, star-driven movies. That the lost, Listen, we've talked about this since last year. The Lost City... Opening weekend is one of the most important events in movies in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And we've been keeping on a, a happy face, an optimistic face. But, and the B.O. boys don't sweat. We don't sweat. But, no, not even in L.A. But underneath, I will admit there was some worry because I, I, I would wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, just burst out of the... The, the bed, just straight up. I'd be standing up side of my bed and I'd have the thought Lost City just opened up to $14.2 million. Mm, you yeah. know, and my wife would look over, Pat, what's wrong? What's going on? Are we okay? Did you hear some of the doors? No, worse than that. If only an intruder. Yeah. I'd handle that. Easy. Right quick. But it worse than an intruder. I just had a vision that a Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum two-hander with Brad Pitt as a value add opened in the low teens. And it's hard to shake. Like, I mean, half the day you're thinking, is it real? You're checking the numbers. You're going right. on deadline. It's, right. it's hard. It's hard when you have those kind of traumatic dreams to right. believe that they're not real. Right, right. Uh, and so that is traumatizing. And now that we're past it. Yeah. And we know it's a hit. We know that it's a successful opening weekend that the ladies came back. I could sleep again. Yeah, this was, well. this was a $68 million budget, mm-hmm. which is not a lot for this type of movie. And a lot of studios would have made this $120, 150 mm-hmm. And I, I'm really happy that the Oscars didn't have any sort of effect on people going to see this film. No, I mean, you look worried. at the ratings for the Oscars, I, I, I don't think that that had any effect doubled the ratings from last year yet still the second lowest ratings now Mm -hmm. we're not going to get into the oscars specifically i don't think because 
we were talking before the show, is there going to be any kind of effect on the box office with these Oscar wins? And I don't believe there will be because nothing really is available in the theaters to watch. Right, because it's what were the big five wins? Coda won Best Picture and Supporting Actor. That's already out of theaters. King never Richard, was in theaters. It was Apple Plus. It was in. It had a some it like had, a small release. It had a small okay. release. It yeah. was in like you know the Nighthawk in Brooklyn. Yeah. Coast, Coastal elites got to see it early. Yeah, very limited release. Yeah. So um, Dune won a bunch of awards under the line, below the line. Here's where I could see the box office helping: is Dune winning? What did it win? Five or six? Awards, I think five, five on, you know, visual effects, cinematography, sound. It, it won, pretty much swept the technical category. I think it categories. won six. So it won six. That's the type of thing that will help the box office for Dune 2. You know, if it won Best Picture, that would have been huge. But I do think that Dune 2, in a couple of years, it won't be day and date on, on uh, HBO Max. It'll have the a winner of six Academy Awards on the poster. And listen, people are going to forget that these are six Academy Awards that were given out before the pre-show. Mm-hmm. By the time you're just going to see that number on the poster, and you're going to see Academy Awards. Now that's assuming the Academy Awards still exists in two years yes, when Doom true. comes out, which is touch and go. But I think, I think the big box office winner from the Oscars is Dune in the sense that it'll be a selling point for Dune part two. Yes. Um, cause otherwise it's, uh, West Side Story, supporting actress. That's not going to do anything. Best actress was eyes of Tammy Faye. I mean, that's, that's been a streamer since day one and, and for all intents and purposes. And of course, Will Smith, best actor. King Richard is not, uh, available to watch in the theaters. Right, right, right. I guess, I guess one thing throughout there, the aftermath of the Oscars do we see Will Smith's box office stardom changing in any way because uh, he, of his best actor win? Oh, um, no. Or any of events that may no. or may not have happened I, at the Oscars. I think that is so TBD at this moment. Mm-hmm. I think here's here's how I want to uh, tackle this okay. because you've gotten your Through hot lens takes. of box office. You, you've got your hot takes anywhere else you can get them, right? right. Uh, the brass tacks of it is that Will Smith slapped... Chris Rock at the Oscars. And it's all that anybody's been talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I find to be disappointing about that Mm -hmm. is that as a huge box office star, box office draw, Will Smith, he didn't for a second think, oh, wait, if I do this, Mm -hmm. this is going to eclipse the big story at the box office, which is Lost City bringing the women back to theaters. Right, right. Because... In a ideal world, mm-hmm. you know, he wins his best his best actor Oscar. It's a triumphant moment. Everybody in the city's happy. Mm-hmm. We're really only talking about maybe Coda being the first streamer to win and mm-hmm. beating Netflix. That's great, mm-hmm. huge. And all these Jane Campion being the third woman to win director, like all of these things would be right uh, the stories. But the big story would be Lost City, right, right. And now the big story is not the Lost City. It's the slap. It's the slap. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. it never went through his head to be like, okay, there's a big movie out with big movie stars, and right. this is should be a big splashy headline on Monday, right? And it, he eclipsed it, and right. I think that's disrespectful. Do you think there? You know, and not to get into conspiracy theories, but also not to not get into conspiracy theories. There was a moment in Will Smith's head where he thought, I don't want the big story tomorrow to be that the Lost City was a huge hit, huge opening weekend, original IP, star-driven, premise-driven, Sandy Bullock, top of the box office. He didn't want that story because... Even though Will Smith was about to hit one of his highest peaks winning an Oscar, even though he's had big hits the last few years with Aladdin as the genie, with Bad Boys for Life, Will Smith has not been able to, for a while, open up a non-IP, just star-driven movie. You know, Bad Boys is debatable because Bad Boys... Was always an original movie, but it's now, a, you know, it's a sequel. It doesn't count because that's a sequel. And Aladdin, of course, is IP, even though I think we all know with that movie, uh, Aladdin and Suicide Squad were movies that 
even as IP, wouldn't have been as nearly as big of a hits as they were without Will Smith. But Will Smith hasn't opened up just a Will Smith in a premise sort of hitch type movie in a while. Yes. And yes. do you think Will Smith went on that stage to slap Chris Rock because he wanted to overshadow that Sandy Bullock, Channing Tate, and Brad Pitt and the Lost City did what he has not been able to do for the last few years. They opened up a non-IP movie at the box office. Well, the thing with Will Smith... Is there any truth to that? Well, the thing with Will Smith is he's so calculating. Mm -hmm. And so I can't believe that that didn't at least figure into the equation a little. Okay. So I do think there is an element of that. And there's a lot of reasons why what he did was disappointing. And for this show specifically, that to me is the most disappointing. Yeah. If it is true that he did take that into account and think, yeah, I I can't let these stars, who are his contemporaries pretty much. Right, I mean, right. Channing Tatum is a generation a little bit uh, younger than him. Right, right. But Sandy is his generation of stars. Yes, 90s. And, Coined in the 90s. And for she sure. really has never had a downturn except for early on where she was trying to find her footing. Right. You right. know, she, you know, here and there ebbs and flows, right? But like she's pretty much been consistent throughout. And he has he had a big ebb. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I do think there is some sort of, you know, and not animosity, but like, you know, competitiveness. Competitiveness. Yeah. He's yeah. a competitive Natural guy. Competitiveness. Yeah, absolutely. So I do think there's an element to that. And to me, that's very disappointing. And it's sad that there's this kind of downbeat uh, feeling surrounding this weekend. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, I think the B.O. Boy's job is to not feed the beast of the, you know, the take cycle and the the everything's a garbage fire cycle mm -hmm. and wallow in what happened at the Oscars. And instead... We're going to shine a spotlight once again on The Lost City. Huge opening weekend. Show that movie stars and solid premises with movie stars are still vital, can still be hits. And, you know, The Lost City is going to open it up for that type of movie to get greenlit. Mm -hmm. You know, not... Listen, we're never turning the clock back to, to the mid-90s where it is all about stars and original premises. It's never going back there. You know, it's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, the Pelican Brief and Independence Day and all these type of original movies that are just movie star vehicles being what you get every week. Yes. We're going to get a lot of superhero movies, but The Lost City allows, I think, a lot of projects to get the green light that maybe wouldn't have got it, definitely wouldn't have got it if Lost City opens $12.4 million. So let's talk a little bit about RRR. Okay. RRR mm -hmm. is now the second best opening for an Indian movie. Okay. And the interesting thing about this film is that this was a three-hour action movie. Mm -hmm. And it includes intermission. Wow. So it was, and it's being charged at specialty event prices. So... $22.54 per seat. Very specific. Yes. And it's booked at 1,200 theaters. And so this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to call out once again, wannabe old boy Austin, who emailed us after our last episode dropped. He emailed us last Wednesday... And uh, really excited to see how this weekend ahead plays out. Wanted to let you guys know about one other release I was caught off guard about. Seems to be additional wide release this weekend with RRR Rise Roar Revolt, which by the looks of it might really surprise this weekend. Some are comparing it to Bahubali 2 from back in April 2017, which debuted to over 10 million. So Austin, last Wednesday... He pegged RRR as a movie that was going to end up in the top five. So kudos to Austin. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the reason why the B.O. Boys need to have a daily radio show, terrestrial radio. We need to be on drive time every day because we do everything we can do to report what we know when we go live, which yeah. is usually earlier in the week because we focus on 
analyzing what just happened. Yes. But, you know, if we had a daily drive time radio show up against your Howard Stearns and your Imuses and your man cows and such, we would have the daily platform to let everyone know on the Wednesday or Thursday RRR is going to be in the top five. You know, so right now we're, we're, we're sort of shooting in the dark a little bit with some of these, especially nowadays that, and it, I think this is great that you're getting these under the radar international releases here in the U.S. Yes. that make a lot of money. That's the huge, that's, so Lost City came out, which was a big movie. But there hadn't been a really big release until then for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And this is a counter-programmer. It's an action film. Yeah. It's a foreign film. This is good to have counter-programming. Now, this film started really strong. 4.5 million Thursday preview, which is the highest ever recorded for an Indian title in the U.S. and Canada. But then it kind of fell apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were really thinking this thing was going to be bigger. Then Bahabali to the conclusion, uh -huh. which opened at 10.4 and made 20.8. Mm -hmm. But this ended up at 9.5. So still so which is much. Still, still great. And it, it, it this definitely overperformed in it by any measure, right? right so right. again, these are the kind of films that we're gonna have to start doing more research into, and that's on us, and we'll do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. we want to kind of signal to people, hey, this is this is could be big. This could be threatening into the top five, and and these kind of foreign films, it's good. It's it's, it's money all for money. theaters, and yeah. it and these are mostly like limited bookings, depending on how mm -hmm. much that this does, how successful it can be. So we're probably not going to see this movie for weeks and weeks on end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if it makes its money in three four weeks, then good. Right, and and that intermission. I did not know that, that it is three uh, three hours with an intermission. This is a movie that is manna from heaven for theater owners because they are selling so much popcorn, oh, yeah. selling so much concessions. You're giving people that 20-minute intermission where, you know, go tinkle, go use it. And, and make bad when water. You, when you tinkle and you make bad water in a movie theater movie you're hopefully making them some money because hopefully they've got some advertisements above the urinals you know mm -hmm. if they're smart they're monetizing your pee time and then you're going and you're getting concessions you're yeah. getting more so because you're emptied out now yes you know you're not in a movie holding your bladder the whole time you freed space up for another giant you know diet quote unquote diet pepsi and juju beans and, you know, all, all sorts of, uh, of goodies, which is the whole purpose of a movie theater. You know, they don't care whether you're there to watch an Oscar winner or a uh, international action film. Oh, yeah. As long as you're buying that popcorn and you're you're peeing while looking at their wall advertisements. Great. Get, they just want you in the door. And it, so these international releases, these anime movies these surprise Bollywood uh, uh, movies, these are just getting people in the door and, and they're they're helping save these movie theaters. Yeah. You know, there is a, an ability to be inclusive within capitalism. Yep. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Right. And with things like this, listen, Jujubees are going to go down any, whoever buys them's gullet. Right. right. It don't matter. Right. 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 And so... That's why theaters bring people together. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, this this is great. I love to see this. And it, it goes along the line of what we've been saying since, pretty much since the B.O. Boys started, even pre-pandemic, that movie theater owners have to use their space more creatively, book more than just, especially now that the Hollywood studios do not put out as much product as they used to. And, you know, the pandemic forced them to send a lot of stuff to streaming and they're just not putting out as many movies. You got to find other product to put in these theaters. And if that's international movies, if that's one night fathom events, if that's concerts, catalog films, catalog films, anniversaries. Listen, another thing from the Oscars that I think could be interesting for box office is they did a lot of reuniting of casts. From old movies you know we saw the godfather which just had a re-release in theaters 
They did White Man Can't Jump. The they 28th did Pulp anniversary, Fiction. I believe, of White Man Can't yes, Jump. Yes, the famous 28th anniversary. Release it in theaters. Yes. I would go. That's what. That is yes. my favorite film of all time. I yeah. would go to the theater to see that film today. Yeah. So they should have used those reunions at the Oscars to have the cast announce this week only. White Man Jump is in every AMC. Yeah. Seven o'clock every night. There's a screening at every AMC in America. And put a QR code up on the screen. Yes. And scan that code, and then it takes you to the theater closest to you for you to buy tickets. Yes, yes, yes. Have have Rosie and Woody have a, a big placard with a QR code mm-hmm. that they're physically holding up in the Dolby Auditorium. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That 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 is That is a way in which the Academy Awards could have pushed some box office. But yeah, these theaters... Get more creative, put more product in there, more limited releases, make your money for two weeks, and then it's gone. And then you have movies like The Lost City, which I think we both think is going to just be very leggy and keep audiences coming back for the next four to five weeks. Now, let's talk a little bit very quickly about everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm only mentioning it because it had a really good limited release, an A24 film made half a million dollars in 10 theaters Mm -hmm. uh, with a 50,000 per screen average, which is really good. This is a movie that's going to be coming out wide, not next week, but the week after. Okay. So we'll talk about, I think we'll talk about this more when it actually gets released. Okay. So it is not opening wide April 1st. It's opening wide April 8th. It's it's opening wide April 8th. Okay. So I think that's when we want to talk more about it. Okay. So let's see. Let me just make sure because... I think it, I think it might be open. I think it is opening wide this Friday, April 1st. I think it had its limited release this past Friday with it The Lost City. It moves to 30 to 50 screens next weekend, which will okay. be this coming weekend. Okay. And then nationwide expansion April 8th. Okay, okay. And this film will mark A24's IMAX debut. Interesting. So this could be big. This could end up making more money than Uncut Gems, which came out in 2019, which I think is the record holder still for A24 films. Okay, so, I mean, that's going to be tough because Uncut Gems made, I think, a clean 50 or 49, somewhere in there. And that is one of the biggest movie stars of a generation in it. Huge buzz, huge reviews. So if everything everywhere eclipses Uncut Gems, that is a monster hit for A24. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't think that should be the 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 barrier of success. No, not at all. I mean... IMAX could bring in a lot of money for yes. for, for, for A24 in yeah. this way. This it's is, a special effects movie. Like, the trailer yeah. shows this is... This is seems to be sort of a play on Marvel movies, multiverse-type stuff. They're definitely letting people know if you like Marvel, this is something you also would like. Yes. So we're going to keep track of that. Okay. And then the one thing before we get to Morbius, because it is connected, Spider-Man No Way Home at number eight made $2 million, down only 36%, and it is at $800 million. Wow. In its 15th weekend. An unprecedented success. Now, can Morbius take that success and run with it. Now, of course, Morbius ain't going to make $800 million. No, no. It ain't going to make Venom money. No, it's not going to make Venom money. But it is tied into this universe. Yes. This is the universe that it shares. So let's talk about it. Okay. Morbius, the much, much delayed Morbius. This was supposed to come out before all of these other movies. It's supposed to come out before Spider-Man... No Way Home. It was supposed to come out before Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It was supposed to come out before Venom, which opened up this past October. Yes. Wow. So this is a much, much delayed film. Wow. I mean, it's watching this Morbius trailer, which I've seen a lot of people are looking forward to Morbius opening day because it means they finally will never have to see a Morbius trailer again. That's been a big thing going around that, you know, I appreciate because I have seen many many Morbius trailers in this past year. Yeah. Um, The fact that the thing that I I feel like is a bad sign for Morbius, and I do think there's a lot of bad signs for Morbius, Mm -hmm. but something that 
I was surprised about is that they delayed this movie again. They moved it to the spring Mm -hmm. following the success of Spider-Man No Way Home. And then the newest trailers still have no hint at Morbius interacting with any other big Spider-Man elements. No Venom. He name drops Venom in a joke line. To say I'm not Venom. Which don't ever say you're not Venom. Confuse people and make them think you might be Venom. Right, right, right. And then there's no hint of Spider-Man. You know, there was a lot of rumors and innuendo that when Morbius moved the final time, it was to try and insert some Spider-Man Venom content into this movie which may still have been the case, but they have not teased it at all in these trailers. And I think if you're going to go through the trouble of getting Venom in the movie, just show Venom in the trailer. Because th- this this trailer is not enticing. This trailer is, is a slog. Can I take you quickly on a journey with the release dates here sure. for Morbius? Because this is always fun. Originally set for release on July 10th, 2020. Wow. Before moving three weeks later to July 31st. It was then delayed by COVID. Mm -hmm. Firstly, to March 19th, 2021. Okay. Then October 8th, 2021. Then January 21st, 2022. Before moving a week later to January 28th, where it sat for a while until the success of No Way Home Mm -hmm. pushed it to April 2022, which... April 1st is happening. Wow. I mean, is there any chance this whole movie is an April Fool's prank and there is no Morbius? A, a possibility. You know what it could be? You go in there and you get No Way Home. Right. And how many people would truly be disappointed by no, that? None people. No so, people. So I, I do doubt that's the case. I do think Morbius is a real movie being released. Um Tracking right now at 40 to 50, down 16% from last week in the tracking. This, uh, I mean, this is going to be low. Is, I mean, I think the three three options I'll give just on a a first big, big take is, does this movie open in the 30s, in the 40s, or in the 50s? It's hard to... I mean, is there any way this movie opens in the, you know, Venom... Let There Be Carnage opened at 90 in October 2021. Morbius, in theory, should have always comped to Venom because it is the sim- It is similar in that it is a Spider-Man villain type, you know. But play- the characters are not equivalent. Ven- Venom, Venom is a, is bigger a IP. huge, okay. huge IP okay. when it comes to comic books. Okay. Morbius is a lower tier villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that is surprising that it's... I mean, they're trying to make these villain movies happen. They're going to do a Craven the Hunter. Right. But Venom is equivalent to Joker when it comes to villains. Oh, so then Venom, really? Yeah, yeah. Like Spider-Man's villains are, you know, of course, you've got Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus. Those work within the context of the movies, they like as villains. But Venom is really the only villain that I think could ca- could actually carry a separate film okay. because of their possibilities. So who is Morbius if you're comping Spider-Man to the Batman universe? Is Morbius like an egghead? Yeah, well, yeah, like, I mean, if we're going to the context of like the 60s Mr. television Freeze. show, like, I don't even think Morbius is at a Riddler level or a Killer Croc level right. or those sort of, that sort of, or, or Mr. Freeze level. Okay. He's a step... Below he's an egghead, that, right? So he's an egghead. Okay, that's that's rough. I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't realize Morbius was that low. But again, with the movies, you know, those totally could re rejigger what the 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 sort of prominence of the comic book character was. Because like Iron Man, obviously, was a lower tier comic book character, and now he's bigger than Superman in the movie theaters. So yeah, he's it's, it's, Iron Man is more popular than the the X-Men, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. So so that all that said, I mean, I think the the thing that worries me about Morbius is the trailers have been bad and we're not mm-hmm. critics, but I do think trailer critique is part of box office. These, Absolutely. These Morbius trailers have been devoid a of any humor, which, you know, 
is love it or hate it is a part of comic book movies aside from the Batman movies. You know, the the MCU movies have trained us that you got to have a winking irony and Morbius does not seem to have that. And I think even bigger is I do not from the trailers understand what Morbius's deal is. Mm-hmm. You know, to quote Jerry Seinfeld, what is the deal with Morbius? You know, I don't from the trailer understand what is his main power? What is his main gimmick? You He's know. a vampire. Okay. And I think that is his thing. Yeah. I mean, they don't really play that well in the trailer. You know, the trailer does not give people a clear idea of what they're going to get from this movie. You know, the Venom trailers always did give you an idea of you got a demon stuck in a guy's body and he's going to argue with this demon and the demon has a long tongue. They The long tongue was a huge part of the Venom trailers. They let you know. You pay your hard-earned money, you're going to get a long Venom tongue. And I don't know what the Morbius trailers are promising people. Now, I was doing a little research while you were speaking. Okay. There is some post-credit scenes in Morbius. Okay. I'm not going to give away any details. Okay. But that could be, like we all know with the MCU films, one of the reasons to see these films opening weekend Mm -hmm. is to not be spoiled okay is to be the first to actually physically see these things on screen okay and then be able to spoil other people yes yes and that is a benefit to morbius that makes me think that this could get into the 40s because of that not because of the film right but because of the post-credit sequences right right i do think this movie could get in the mid 40s and then i do think it drops because at that point, if you're not the crazy person who doesn't want to be spoiled, I don't know if there's anything to really see in this film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the crazy energy that Venom has. I mean, listen, that Tom Hardy performance, we did not expect it. Mm-hmm. And I think could Leto put that energy he gave to Gucci, which was a fun performance, right. to Morbius. Right. From the trailer, it does not look that way. Yes. But also from the trailer, Tom Hardy did not look like an interesting Venom until Let There Be Carnage, they started to play with that mm-hmm. thing that made people enjoy that performance. Mm-hmm. But the original Venom trailer was very, very dark and, and I guess, like, edgy. Yeah. I don't think as as much as Morbius, though, because Venom was always a wild animated character in those trailers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they always let you know this Venom guy, A, he's got the long tongue, and B, he's going to be kind of bananas. Yeah. You know, I think the Morbius trailers never hint at Jared Leto giving you a fun bananas performance. Yeah. Which he maybe he does give in the movie, but... I wish they would have played into that more in the trailer. Right, right. So what do you think? Okay, so... And they haven't been tying it to Spider-Man in the advertising. You know, the people who know, know. Which well, is a lot of people. Well, because they do show Michael Keaton, who played the Vulture. Right, but also... But they Michael, don't call that out. Right, Michael Keaton, great actor, just because he's in a trailer for something called Morbius... That does not make you immediately think he's playing the Spider-Man character from three Spider-Man movies ago. You exactly. might just think Michael Keaton's in this movie, mm-hmm. which is great. If great value add. But it's not. They don't do a good job really hammering home. Morbius is a Spider-Man universe movie. I don't understand why that wasn't just the main part of these trailers. That Morbius is giving you a new chapter in Spider-Man stuff. So then let's get down to it. Sure. What do you think? What's your number? Because I, I think I'm going 42. I think I'm going to go lower and go like 38, 39. Okay. I, I ha- Listen, and the thing is, it's it's always dumb to go under on these superhero movies. But I think the problem is, it is not clear this is a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be a terrible movie. But if they really went all out letting you know, this is Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. It's Marvel. There's Marvel. This is a Marvel guy then I think no matter how bad it was, it would have been 40 or 50 at least. Yeah. But I think they kind of screwed up letting people know this is a Marvel movie. And therefore, I think it's going to be 38. I'm going I'm going under 40 for this. I think it's going to be bad. I don't think 
Jared Leto's a weird star, too, mm-hmm. in that he does have a lot of people who really dislike him, you know, both personally and make fun of his performances. And I don't think he's, you know, not like Tom Hardy is going to get people out to the theater, but yeah. I don't think Tom Hardy is hated the way Jared Leto. Like, I think Jared Leto will actively keep some people from checking this out. Yes. Tom um, Hardy, I don't, th- I mean, in smaller numbers, maybe, right. but yeah. Right. Right. So I think that, yeah, I think this is going to be high 38s and I think it's going to bomb and we could talk about it if that does happen. I don't think that's a bad thing for the movie theaters. I mean, listen, movie theaters want everything to be a hit because they want to sell. But I don't think long term a superhero movie underperforming is a bad thing. Yeah. Because it does. It will show that quality matters. Marketing matters. And listen, we're saying this before anything has happened. Yeah. It's a superhero movie. It may make $68 million. Exactly. I mean, it could do what Venom number one did, which is surprise everybody. Right. Because there might just be an appetite with really, really young kids right. for this kind of dark. Right. Because we've seen it with Venom. So, I mean, that's true. Right. It's a possibility. But yeah, I think 42. And the reason I'm going in the 40s is because I think there's going to be IMAX screens involved, right? right? Premium screens. So you're going to. You're going to be able to pad the stats a little bit. Right, right. So what do you think? And then I don't think we need to do a top five, honestly, because uh, we do uh, have a lot to do today. But yeah, yeah. what do you think the hold for Lost City is going to be? What's a percentage? I think it'll be around 50. I think okay. this is a movie that next week could make $15 million in its second weekend, maybe 16. Yeah. I mean, listen, if this movie, if Lost City ends up high teens Mm -hmm. in its second weekend then we're off to the races but i i do think it could hold nicely and make 15 million and by the end of its second weekend it's a movie that's in the 50s already yeah so we'll 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 see um listen if lost city ends up making 18 or 19 million its second weekend then we we've got we've really got something on our hands i mean could it have a free guy-esque hold which was, let's take a look real fast at Free Guy. I mean, Free Guy, the thing that it definitely had going for it back in, what, August of 2021, mm-hmm. is it was a total wasteland in terms of movies. True. You know, summer 2021 ended up being a bust. It was a clearance sale for movies that looked big but were disasters. You know, your Space Jam Legacies and your G.I. Joe was a Cobra, not Cobra, whatever the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. So that was a dumping ground. Then Free Guy came out in August, was actually pretty good and basically had the whole month to itself. So Free Guy opened to Mm 28.3 and the second weekend it had a 35% drop because it made 18.5. So 28 is really close to what I'm actually going to call a similar situation here. Okay. Where I think this could drop in the 30s. I mean, that would be incredible. And possibly like 40s. Right. But I I think it's going to have a great hold. And the reason being is that women did come out, older Mm -hmm. women did come out, but they also wait to hear. Right, right. And they're not, it's not going to be heavily front loaded like something like Morbius will be. I do think there's going to be women who heard it was good saw this box office performance right and we're like you know what i'm gonna make a plan to go see this next weekend right so i right. do think that this movie was not front loaded in a way that other movies are so i'm gonna call a very good hold wow yeah. okay do you think 18 do you think it could next weekend it makes 18 i think it's possible i think it's definitely possible listen i i can't wait to see it yeah um the grove loved it you know so again boots on the ground reporting the Grove, Hollywood, they love this movie. Yeah. We'll be back in New York for next episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll be less less chill because yeah. L.A.'s more chill. Yeah. New York is a walking town. You know, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. So that vibe will be back next week. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think we did it. Listen, it is a big month coming up. April has got Morbius and Sonic 2 and Ambulance and... Secrets of Dumbledore, which, man, that'll be interesting to talk about. You know, April has got summer movie-esque releases. The Bad Guys, a big animated movie from Universal. The Northman, a big focus features. 
<clears throat> and everywhere, everything all at once. Yeah. That, that listen. So the April is a huge, huge summer esque month. So, you know, listen, I'm saying this cause I'm in LA jump on the wave, catch some rays and listen to the BO boys in April. Cause it's summertime in April. Absolutely. And where can they email us? Email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your reports. Your listen, you guys are out there reporting you know when when you're someone like austin who sends us this this insider info about rrr there you're doing reporting for the bo boys so send us your reports the bo boys podcast at gmail.com of course listen to our buddies the new flesh great podcast we love those guys hashtag horror lifestyle listen of course and we're going to have them on the show in the next month so you you're going to want to Take a listen to his podcast. Get ready for him. Want to be old boy Danny with his podcast. I scream, comma, you, letter U, scream, comma, four, number four, the movies. Awesome podcast. He does his 20-minute solo takes on what's going on in the movie news. And Danny will be on here in the month of April on the B.O. Boys. So listen to his podcast and get ready for that. I think he's coming in here to talk some Sonic too. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah. And just to, so Austin gave us his, his number for Lost City before. Right. He's given his number for Morbius. He's saying 46 mil. Wow. So he's looking similar to what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling good about that number. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Listen, Austin is in that prime young, young demo. And so, yeah, maybe he's got some, some, word out on the street that the youngsters are looking past the trailers to the post-credit sequence and that's all they care about so yep. we'll see i don't think there's anything left to say now except for until next time we'll, we'll smell, smell you at the box office nailed it <laughs> <laughs>